to the, today's messages. Um, thanks, Brandon. Sure. Such a helpful guy. <laughs> Trying. Um, <clears throat> so I, I totally agree with Bob, first of all, that you know, communion is really the most important thing that we do when we get together on Sunday mornings. Um, because it's our relationship with Jesus is the only thing that's actually going to last beyond this life, right? right? So we want to make sure that we got that, you know, on right. <laughs> and uh, staying connected with Jesus is, is so crucial. Um, but of course, you know, Glenn mentioned too that, you know, we don't just do things for the sake of doing them. Right. You know, some traditions are good, you know, but we're not going to do things for the sake of tradition. Amen. What we're going to do is we're going to have a good reason why we do what we do. And yeah, maybe it seem, maybe becomes a tradition because we're doing it all the time. But what we want to do is we want to take a look at some of those things that we do on a regular basis and examine them. You know, this is what we should be doing all the time. You know, why do I do what I do? You know, and I remember uh, taking a philosophy class in college. Yeah, I went into it a little skeptical, to be honest. But first class, I was really impressed. He said, why do you believe what you believe? And I was like, oh, that's good, it's good. <laughs> so, uh, so it's kind of the same thing. You know, why do we believe what we believe? Why do we do what we do? And so, you know, I'm going to take a little bit of time here. I want to talk about why we give financially. You know, we do it every week. Well, we should be doing it every week anyway. And we do it in a couple of different ways as well. And I want to um, touch on some of these things. What I want to do actually is let the Bible speak a lot more than I do. <laughs> um, so I've got a lot of convictions about it, but, uh, but they come from Scripture. So I want you to see some of the Scriptures. I'm going to look at a, a number of them. And uh, follow along, please. But also, uh, if you can take some notes and go back over it. If you haven't done a study on giving and on money and on generosity, you know, these kinds of things... I strongly encourage you to do that um, so you can develop some of your own convictions. And I don't want, you know, I don't know how it could be. You know, you come in, you, you know, you hear a message, a sermon being preached and stuff, and, you know, you, you get some stuff out of it, but then you quickly forget it, too, a lot of times. Yeah. Except for maybe Bob's message this morning. That's going to stick with you, right? But, um, but you know, I want to um, encourage you to delve into this stuff. So... I want to start out by uh, just saying a prayer so that, uh, you know, really it can be the Spirit leading us here. Um, so bow your heads with me. Amen. Father in heaven, um, we just know that you, uh, you, know, you love us and you have great plans for us. And you have laid out uh, so many uh, teachings and, and direction and commands and stuff in your word for us so that we would know um, how to live this life. Um, yeah, we... Uh, Sometimes we think we know a lot more than we do, um, but God, uh, you know, we mess things up constantly. We can look at our, tra- our own personal track records and we see how, you know, we've messed up a lot of things in life, but God, I know that the one thing that we need to get on straight is our relationship with you, and I do believe that uh, giving financially is part of that relationship, Amen. and I pray that uh, you can uh, just uh, work through me right now as I uh, look at some of these uh, scriptures that you have put into your word to help us with that and uh, you know, let the, let the necessary things be said. Yeah. But I pray for everyone who's listening to, uh, to really hear uh, your message. 
and to know that it's coming from you and not just from me. So, uh, God, I give this time to you now and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Guys, uh, turn over to Hebrews chapter 13. You know, there are a number, well, we give, we give a weekly offering, right? Um, every week we come in, we take up a collection, we call it contribution or, or weekly offering or, you know, whatever. Yeah. But why do we do that? You know, I mean, just because it's the thing to do? Let's hope not. <laughs> um, you know, we take up our, our regular collection because cause we want to um, support our ministry staff. You know, we want to support our leaders. Um, Glenn and Danielle give so much, and I'm not going to elaborate too much on that because that would take a lot of time because they do a lot. Yeah. Um, we also, you know, use some of our weekly contribution to, you know, get facilities like this or do special events like when we meet out, you know, down at one of the beaches and have ice cream socials and things like that. You know, you know, our, our money goes into a, a number of things, but I want to focus on, you know, um, supporting supporting our minister. Supporting Glenn and Danielle and, and uh, just the work that they do. Because I don't think it gets talked about very often because he's usually the one doing the preaching and he's not going to preach about how awesome he is, right? Let's hope. If he does, we're going to call him out on it, right? But I can talk about how awesome he is, right? So um, let's look in, but let's let the Bible talk about how awesome he is. Hebrews 13, verse 7. It says, remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. You know, Glenn is a man of faith. You know, that is, there's no doubt in my mind about that. You know, we've, we've been together now up here in Maine for about, about nine, nine years. Um, I didn't know Glenn at all before, before we moved here. But the time that we spent together, you know, I've, I've seen a man of faith. And, uh, you know, he, he, he goes after that faith, too. He puts it into practice. Yeah. He lives it out. And uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. I've learned a lot from him. You know, I try to, I try to imitate his faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hope, I hope you do yeah. as well. Amen. So, you know, says to remember him. Right. Let's remember Glenn and his faith. Yeah. Amen. Setting the bar nice and high for you, Glenn. <laughs> um, now look, in, look down the, the same chapter in verse 17. It says... Obey your leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as men who must give an account. Yeah. Yeah. Obey them so that their work may be a joy, not a burden. Right. For that would be of no benefit yeah. or advantage to you. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes Glenn comes out and says, Hey, we're going to do this. Hey, we're going to do that. Let's, you know. You know, and I know probably a lot of us go, oh, I don't feel like doing that. <laughs> 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 that challenges me. In, in, my, in my faith, and that challenges me in my comfort. You know, I speak personally about that one. You know, <laughs> you know Jesus said we must deny ourselves if we're going to follow him. Amen. By definition, that's not fun. But, but we, have to, we have to deny ourselves sometimes. Glenn, I know, is denying himself a lot of times when he calls us to do that. You know, to do whatever it is, sharing our faith or, or serving someone, you know, helping out with whatever. You know, it takes faith to do these things. Yeah. It takes self-denial. It takes obedience. Yeah. But, um, but you know, it says uh, if, we, if, we don't do, if we don't obey uh, some of these directives and we don't follow, um, you know, the, our, our leaders, 
it's not going to be an advantage to us. But also, you know, our leaders are going to be held accountable before God for the ministry that they lead. You know, we want to make their work a joy and not a burden, right? So when we give our weekly offering, a part of that is going toward having a ministry, uh, a full-time minister. And this is what I want to, you know, as we move on to the next point. Again, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but um, I want to I wanna say um, consider where this church would be if it were up to you, if you were the full-time leader. And, and I'm not going to look at it right now, but in 1 Corinthians 9, you know, the Apostle Paul talks about how, you know, a lot of the other full-time Ministers, you know, they are working and they're getting paid for their work. They're getting supported in their, in their work. And, um, you know, he says, don't we have that right? You know, to, as we, as we produce a spiritual harvest for you, don't yeah. we, don't, shouldn't we get a material um, yeah. harvest That's back? Right. Right. And, uh, you know, so it's, it was a conviction of, of the apostles yeah. and, uh, and of God, of Jesus, that, you know, we take care of our leaders. Yeah. Um, so, moving on from that, I want to uh, I want to say uh, in Acts chapter. Let's look in Acts chapter two. We're going to look in Acts chapter two and Acts chapter four, because we also take up a um, a monthly collection, and this is what we call benevolence, or you know something that we we take up to uh, to help out with those who are in need in our mostly in our in our church congregation here. But it could also be for, for other needs outside of our church if, uh, if we deem them necessary enough and we're able to, um, to do it. We're still a small church. We don't have a lot of funds. But, um, <clears throat> but our benevolence collection um, really goes toward meeting the needs of those who are struggling financially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so in Acts chapter 2, and in... Verse 45, it says, settling there, I mean, this is, um, you know, right after the day of Pentecost, when so many people were baptized and, you know, the church is just beginning, it says, selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone as he had need. You know, I'm just going to stop with that right there and then flip over to chapter 4 that Glenn actually alluded to earlier. Acts chapter 4 and verse 32 and following, it says, All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and much grace was upon them all. There were no needy persons among them, for from time to time those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to anyone as he had need. You know, then there's Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. You know, and I'm looking at this and, I'm, and I see that, uh, you know, they made sure that people were taken care of. You know, they didn't, uh, you know, they didn't focus on, you know, what they had was theirs. You know, it wasn't like, hey, this is mine. Go get your own. You know, it's, it was, it was, hey, God has blessed me with this. 
I see that you're, need, you're in need. Let me help you out. Um, you know, and you know, we live in a capitalist society, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's funny, I was in the military. I know a number of guys in here were in the military. They used to say we, we live in communism to promote <laughs> and protect you know, capitalism and democracy, you know, because cause in the military, everybody has everything in common, you know, it's like you share the wealth, pretty much, and uh, yeah. so anyway, another story for another time, but, um, but guys, we, we all need help at different times, you know, and, you know, we want to make sure that nobody's struggling that badly, I mean, we're all going to struggle, I mean, that, that doesn't mean that we have, you know, that, you know, we just all have the exact same amount of money and the all exact same house and the all exact, you know, we're not looking for that, you know, that commune or communism or, you know, communion, yes. But, uh, <laughs> um, but you know, we want to make sure that people, you know, have their, need, their basic yes. needs at least taken yes. care of. Yeah. And, um, you know, I know uh, for me and Denise, you know, we've, we've had to, we've had to um, accept some benevolence from the church before. When we, were, when we were struggling. Fact is, we've been married for almost, coming up on 20 years this year. And we've, we've kind of needed financial help pretty much every week since we got married. <laughs> but we haven't always gotten that help from other people. You know, we, we try to work it out ourselves. We, we, you know, we deny, we sacrifice. You know, we make it work. You know, it's not like we've been, you know, sitting pretty financially. It's been a struggle. And I know you, many of you guys probably struggling right now too financially you know so we're not talking about hey just you know taking away all of your financial struggles we're talking about making sure that you you've got food you've got shelter yeah. you know you've, you've got clothing mm-hmm. you know the, the, those are your your most essential physical yeah. needs yeah and um, we want to make sure that nobody's in want there yeah. if you are in in a tough situation talk to me email me text me whatever talk to me in the fellowship um, or Glenn, or anybody else in the leadership group, or, or your family group leader. Sometimes what we encourage people to do is, you know, if there's some, if it's a temporary thing that you can just borrow some money from somebody, I mean, that's, that's the thing to do. You know, maybe, you know, make sure you have a plan on, you know, it's not, it doesn't become a long-term thing. And if it is something where you see you're, you're facing long-term financial struggles, you know, talk with somebody to, to try to figure out a way to yeah. get out of that and, you know, get a, get a plan to take care of, your, your uh, financial needs there. Amen. But, um, you know, we, we want to um, we want to make sure that everybody's needs are being met and we want to make sure that everybody feels safe and, and uh, able to make that request also mm-hmm. if you're feeling it. Yeah. You know, don't let your pride get in the way. Don't let, um, you know, any other, other things stop you from asking. And if it's, you know, and, and I always try to, you know, talk it through a little bit and kind of come up with some solutions that may not require, you know, receiving extra help from the church. But if, but if that is the need, we're going we're gonna to make Amen. sure it happens. Amen. Um, I want to uh, look in 1 uh, Corinthians 16, because this kind of goes along with both of these things, um, our weekly contribution as well as our monthly uh, benevolence contribution. <clears throat> This was just a kind of a, a practical thing that uh, the Apostle Paul said to the Corinthian church to help them out with, uh, in their efforts to help w- with meeting the needs in the church in Jerusalem, actually. 
It says uh, in 1 Corinthians 16.1, Now about the collection for God's people, do what I told the Galatian churches to do. On the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with his income, saving it up so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. Um, and he goes on, but um, you know, the idea here is you know, he's encouraging them to have a plan. You know, to be, yeah. you know, we just, uh, the men this past week had a, uh, a midweek that was focused on, um, you know, just be, you know, being a good steward of what God has given you. Yeah. You know, God has all given us income. Amen. Maybe you're feeling like your income is not very much, but he's given you income and you're able to use that with your free will any way you want to. But God, you know, he calls us to, um, to give. And I'm going to look at that in just a minute. But, um, you know, have a plan with, with your money. Okay. I think too many people, you know, I'm not specifically talking about people here, but I think in general, I think too many people just kind of treat whatever they give to um, give back to God. It's kind of a second, uh, second thought. Wow. You know, like, what do I have left in my, in my pocket this week after I've spent it all week long? My paycheck is mostly gone now. Oh, here's a couple bucks. But, um, you know, but if you look over in uh, Matthew chapter 6, this is uh, what Jesus said. Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 4 says... Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Okay, I want to I stress this quote from Jesus. He says it twice right here. He says, when you give. Mm-hmm. You know, when you give. Mm-hmm. Come on, Lenny. Let it sink in. Mm-hmm. Mark 12, verses 41 through 44. Mark chapter 12. Some of you have heard this little story many times. Maybe for some of you it might be the first time. But I think this kind of brings it home for us. Is In um, Mark 12, verse 41 says, uh, Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts. But a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a fraction of a penny. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. You know, everyone has something to give. 
You know, struggling campus students, guys, you've got something to give. You know, if you are wealthy, then maybe you can throw in, you know, an abundance of your wealth. But just that in and of itself isn't, doesn't make you righteous. You know, the other scripture there said, in accordance with your income. So if you've got a lot of money, then you can give a lot. You know, if you've got a little bit of money, you can give a little. Yeah. You know, I think about um, um, this guy that I was in the Navy with. He had some problems. He had some issues. Um, we studied the Bible with him, and he became a Christian. And, um, you know, he, he didn't have much money. Even though he was in the military and he was getting a check and stuff, he didn't have a lot of money. Story behind that, too, I'm sure. I, I don't even know it, actually, but... <laughs> Um, but I remember he used to go around on the base and collect cans and stuff out of the dumpsters. Wow. You wouldn't think you'd need that in the, in the military, but that's what he did. But you know what? He would collect 50 or $60 a week wow. collecting cans out of the dumpsters. Wow. So if you think you have no money, you know, there are ways to get money, right? <clears throat> there are a lot of ways to be creative. It may not be much money. And you, it may not be enough to even still pay your bills. But, you know, if we're looking, uh, I'm going to finish up here in, in Proverbs chapter 3. It says, um, Proverbs 3, verses 9 and 10. It says, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. You know, honor God with your wealth, with the first, first fruits of all, your, of all your, uh, your crops. You know, our crops, that's our income, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Honor God with the first fruits. What does that mean, the first fruits? That means off the top. Right. You know, you think about um, Cain and Abel and the reason that, um, you know, is, uh, is um, you know, Cain gave, right? He gave. But God rejected his, his, uh, his offering because it wasn't the first fruits. It wasn't the best. You know, we need to look at what we have for our income and give God the first fruits. That's what God is expecting from us. That's how we honor God is giving first to him. That's tough, man. Especially when, you know, the government's already taken their share. And you, you know, you got your medical insurance and various other insurances that are killing you. Um, <laughs> I should, should put up a picture of my face, but good grief. I'm like, deductions, deductions, deductions. But God, I give God the first fruits. Amen. That's before these deductions. Yeah. My conviction, you know, you can do, you know, determine that yourself, whether it's, you know, what first fruits means for you, but... You know, that's hard. But that's what God expects. When you give, you give God your first fruits, and everyone can give, give something. So right now we're going we're gonna to go ahead and um, say a prayer for our collection. This is our weekly collection. And, um, and thank you guys for, uh, for giving. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we bow before you because we know that... Um, we have to have faith. Yeah. 
We need to trust you, God. We need to have a relationship with you in which we can feel secure in order to be able to give like this, God, to, to give the way that you have called us to. God, I know the Bible is so full of scriptures about money and about giving and about not being attached to um, material things. God, we are not like the world. We are not living for this world or the things that are in it. God, we have hope for um, a future beyond this world, a hope in heaven, a hope of eternity with you. God, that is our true home. That is where our hearts are. God, I pray that's where our money is as well. God, let our, uh, let our treasures be in heaven, not on this earth. God, I uh, pray that you will find this, uh, this offering, this, this collection acceptable to you. Amen. And I pray, God, that uh, you will help us all to uh, have humble and thankful hearts as we give. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.